Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 69. 69. Dinner for two, sauce on the side. Cochina. <laughs> 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 okay, so I stole that from Drag Queen Bingo here at um, Hamburger Mary's in West um, West Hollywood and also in Long Beach. <laughs> they have Drag Queen Bingo twice a week, and um, it's a, a bingo game that you – it's like $20, and every um, – Iteration of the uh, bingo games. Um, it is for a nonprofit, oh, wow. and so wow. um, the twenty dollars goes towards putting on the show. And it's usually it's hosted by a drag queen and usually some sort of actor or star. Um, and they do it together. It's a lot of freaking fun. And um, during the bingo, they have um, like little auctions, or you can buy uh, raffle tickets, and it's all to go toward whatever nonprofit is there that night. So Hamburger Mary's uh, in West LA or West Hollywood or Long Beach um, and they do Drag Queen Bingo on Wednesdays and I believe Sundays. Nice. nice. That's super cool. That's great information. Drag mm. queens are so much fun. I love them. <laughs> yes. I haven't been to a drag show in a while. It's, wanna, yeah. Oh, They're I've so fun. To go. They are a lot of fun. They just always happen at night. Yeah. And I'm just all like, I don't want to leave the house. Oh, Jen in her 20s <laughs> saying she doesn't want to leave the house. No, Boo. I just want to play video games. <laughs> <laughs> well, we should go, actually. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, I heard you got chemical romance tickets. Yes! <laughs> okay, okay. Look, I, the sheer elation I feel, it is, look, so I was up since 7 a.m. Oh, that in, in and of itself is like <laughs> an amazing yes, feat. that is an amazing feat because for anybody who knows me, I am not a morning person <laughs> at all. Yeah. I, it, I, it is almost physically impossible for me to get up <laughs> anytime before 10 o'clock. And I did it for you <laughs> and Eddie, Kristen. <laughs> for you and Eddie. <laughs> because um, when I was opening the shop. Yeah. So it was a big relief when they were like, work later. Right, yeah. And I was just like, yes. <laughs> we, uh, we were playing to her strengths. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, but I was up since 7 a.m. And the tickets weren't even going to, because they were, one, location locked as well. So if... Uh, the tickets for uh, the stadium in Florida went on sale at 12 p.m. Florida time. Oh, okay. But uh, not if the at the same time the locations in uh, Los Angeles were locked for everybody else. Oh, until, good. Uh, Interesting. And that's how they were trying to like to, you know reduce scalpers and get as yeah. many fans as possible from the areas that they're in. So I was up. 7 a.m. No, it, there was no need for me to be up at 7 a.m., <laughs> but I was up at 7 a.m. anyways, uh, like just on the page, clicking refresh and like working on other stuff as well because I had to justify being up at 7 a.m. <laughs> and waiting for tickets. Yeah. Uh, and I did it. And I, I did it. Congratulations. <laughs> because here's the thing, because uh, the Ticketmaster, I don't know how it works. The last time I was on Ticketmaster, literally, it told me the last time I had logged on was five years ago. Oh, wow. Because <laughs> I don't go to concerts. Yeah. At all. Like, I'm just, I. it's not, my little sister does. Yeah. That's my little sister's terrain. She has got that shit down to a science. Nice. And so, so I was, uh, um, um, I was on there and I didn't know that there was now virtual queues. Oh, yeah, waiting just like Comic Con. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. a Comic Con one. Yeah, yeah. basically, I would, and when I explained it to someone, they were like, "Oh, that's Comic Con." I was just like, "Y'all do that?" Yes, <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. I am good. Yes. I don't need that virtual line queue shit. We uh, get it. But, <laughs> uh, but, but I did it for my chemical romance. I nice. did it for them, uh, and then I got there, and tickets were selling out so fast were you and like stressed out trying to like yes i was stressed with out your phone i was in on your my hand? phone and on my sister's laptop oh wow and each time i clicked on the thing it was saying sorry someone already bought this sorry someone already bought this oh and I was so, like, so <gasps> stressful it was and then some some people were already reselling their tickets <gasps> at like triple the price what the oh stuff? my god yes wow. and so i was just like uh no 
so I was about to like straight up give up. I was just like, oh, I love my chemical romance, but I don't love them. Two thousand dollar tickets and all. Oh, oh no. gosh, that's crazy. So, I don't think I love anything that much. <laughs> yeah, but then as I was about to exit, they opened up the rest <gasps> of the stadium. Oh tickets, wow! And I was just like, boom! I am right next to the stage. Nice. Wow. I am right next to the stage. Congratulations! And I'm, gonna I'm gonna cry when I go and see that because Gerard Way needs to know that <laughs> I love him. <laughs> he needs to know. He's the one who did Umbrella Academy, right? Yes. yes. Nice. Nice little comic tie-in. <laughs> and fabulous killjoys yeah the yeah. true lives of the fabulous killjoys and um uh he's done a few other things like his, um, he um he, Doom Patrol. yeah he does the um the what did you call it young animal imprint for dc he oversees it oh uh-huh. nice that's super cool yeah oh wow Multi-talented. okay so thank you to gerard way i 100 percent believe that people who never would have a comic book in their hands for any reason whatsoever have walked in to Heidi Ho Comics asking for Umbrella Academy or the Lives of the Fabulous mm-hmm. Killjoys because of Gerard Wade or even Young Animal stuff because of Gerard Way. Mm-hmm. That's super cool. He's also he's very active promoting his stuff mm-hmm. too. So he very much encourages people to uh, read comics read comics and stuff like that because he's a big comics fan. Yeah. Uh, and that's really, really cool. That's definitely what I'm doing when I become world famous. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I've gone on enough. Well, you can keep going, Jen, because it's time for Chisme de la Semana. Oh, yes, yes, I can. And I always got... The latest news for everyone in our Chisme de la Semana section. And this Chisme is, uh, and it's a bit old news now, but Owen Wilson has been cast in an undisclosed role for Disney Plus's Loki. According to comic book resources, the report indicates that the comedy actor has a major part in the show, but further details are not disclosed. And, uh... I believe the Disney Plus uh, Loki is going to start filming soon because they are aiming for um, uh, an early 2021 debut release. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's... uh, We don't have any more information about what this role is, just that it's major. Interesting. Major? Yeah, major. So I'm kind of wondering what direction... This is going in, and I did. We even get any news whether Tom Hiddleston is gonna reprise his role? I thought so. Yeah, I thought he was. Uh huh. But I, I haven't heard anything since. Yeah, and uh, and I just I I kind of want to know because, uh, he would probably make for. Because in the comic books, Loki has a lot of forms yeah, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, uh, there's Kid Loki, there's Lady Loki, there's um um. New Loki, like current, like uh, like young adult Loki that's running around right now, uh, and then there's uh, older Loki, uh, who met uh, depending on the origins, who was brother to Odin, uh, in some form of way before he kind of like redid himself and then was like brother of Thor. Mm, so kind okay. of it's just, the origins of Loki it's very heavily in North mythology but also the comic books themselves have kind of gone in many different directions and alternate universes and stuff like that uh, I think Loki is the only one that has like is potentially uh, the same in all across all forms uh-huh. of the universes that they have mm-hmm. uh, and so that's why there's different versions of him running around um, um, so he could be if Major I'm thinking he might play an older Loki because he's a comedic. Oh. Because older Loki was a bit silly, uh, and not exactly malicious, mm-hmm. but more or like more a comedic malicious than mm-hmm. anything. Uh, so it he might be cast as that. We don't know. This is all speculation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that would be interesting. Yeah, definitely interesting. Well, look for it in twenty twenty one. Okay, so I'm going to piggyback on uh, Jen's. Cheese only because I've been wanting to talk about this for so long because I can't wait to see it. I um, mean, it also has to, to do with um, uh, Marvel, but Marvel is doing a stop motion animation Modoc series. Oh my god! And 
It's from the studio behind Robot Chicken. So it's stop motion. Adult Swim. Yep. It's adult motion animation that is geared towards adults. Uh I freaking love Modoc <laughs> as a character. Yeah. I love him so much. Um I was introduced to him through the I believe it was um the Secret Ties tie-in. The Secret he, Wars tie-in. Secret Wars, yeah. I'm sorry, tie-in where he fell in love with um Angela. Angela. Yeah, Thor's It sister. was so <laughs> good and he's so funny and it's just <laughs> I can't wait to actually see this. So this news is actually um, fairly recent to January 22nd where Marvel officially announced um, the the whole entire voice cast for their wow. mature animated series titled MODOK. And it's <laughs> it's going to be a comedy show centered around the large-headed Marvel comic villain. Um, I cannot wait. So um, I don't really know. Uh, probably if I... Well, they're voice actors, so I wouldn't... If I saw them, I wouldn't know who they were. But... <laughs> Listeners might know, um, voice cast member John Daly um, revealed on Instagram that this series will be stop motion animation um, and will be coming from Stupid Buddy Studios. And they are the animation company best known for producing the popular Adult Swim series Robot Chicken. So um, I just cannot wait. MODOK, for those of you that don't know, stands for Mental Organism Designed Only for Killing. So (laughs) imagine... That name falling in love. I highly recommend that Secret Wars tie-in. It's uh, so good. I think uh, it was Modoc Assassin. Yes, was, yes, oh yes, yes. God. So, um, or maybe it wasn't the tie-in. I don't know, but that was the story. It was oh. so good, and um, I'm not sure if it's still in print, but I love it, and I'm looking forward to this series 100%. And um, it's actually going to be on Hulu, and Hulu keeps saying that they are, or no, um, there were some Hulu uh, shows that got canceled recently really? before they even got started, like yeah. um, Howard the Duck. Aww. Oh, yes. Um, oh. And we think that's because they're just going to shove them over to, to Disney+. Disney Plus. Plus. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. If that's what's going to happen with MODOK, I don't care. I just need this to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now, what time is it, Kristen? <gasps> es la hora de la cervecita. That's the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a big one. So today... That's what she, that's what she said. <laughs> today our um, beer is coming to us from Springhouse Brewing Company, originally opened in a two-century-old, that's 200 years, old barn in Conestoga. Where's that? Where's Conestoga? No sé. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> well, it looks here like it's um the brewery is now located in the southwest corner of the historic city of Lancaster. Pennsylvania. Good job. (laughs) (laughs) Where in addition to housing their brewery operations, the renovated warehouse that they call home also features their brew pub, which is called The Butchery at Springhouse Brewing Company, uh, and also the Hell's Attic Arcade. Ooh, that's cool. So, this beer is Pony Up. A hazy IPA. Oh, I like the can art. It's like it's a really cute. Yeah, it's like an homage to uh, Mar- Super Mario, Mario. with oh, yeah. a, a little pony jumping up and hitting the block above him. And, you know, and I, the little coin comes out. I know. And there's a little animation of the coin rotating on their Instagram. I highly recommend oh, you really? follow them That's on Instagram. Really and this is also part of the uh, uh, the upside down bottle. A local craft uh, symbol. Whoa. And also, I didn't understand why Pony Up, right? Pony Up? Yeah. Um, but how, some of the proceeds of the sale of this beer uh, go to, like, in November is when they come out with this can. Okay. And some of the proceeds go to a Give, um, I believe it's on the bottom, it says Give Foundation. Um, it's during the November Giving... Um, mm-hmm. I think it's in the green area. Oh, yeah. Lancaster's largest day of giving, November 22nd, 2019. So in November, there's a day where they give. Uh-huh. Um, to It's after Black Friday. It's yes. usually Giving Tuesday. Giving Tuesday. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, um, so that's why it's called Pony Up, which I didn't oh, realize. Like Pony oh, Up, yeah, pony dude, up. give your money to <laughs> worthy causes. Money. Yes, okay. Yes. So it's cool because they're they're selling these the beer, which people love beer. Mm-hmm. But uh, not only that, they're actually contributing to giving to an organization, nonprofit kind of thing, which I think is awesome. That is awesome. That is. And the the reason I picked this up is because it's uh, from Lancaster, and this is during the time I went to Nortino, and mm-hmm. also because of the art on the can, which I found really it's cute. super cute so it's a hazy ipa it's um very hazy and it's 6.4 abv and um it's a limited edition brewed with new zealand hops and so um it says that yeah they donate to over 500 nonprofit organizations this, that is super cool all right let me give you a visual of this right now so it looks like uh it almost looks gelatinous in the in the in the glass. Gelatinous. And, yes. That's what she because said. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's um, um little pieces of sediment just oh yeah hanging. Yeah, there. you're right. They're not even like drifting towards the bottom. They're just hanging there. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like those um those uh what do you call it? Not boba, uh-huh. but there is. Gosh, what am I thinking about? Not like tapioca, but kind of, but just the jellies. Kind of, yeah, yeah just yeah. the jellies that just float in the yeah. in the um, food or drink or whatever mm. that you put them into. Uh huh. So yeah, in it from that perspective, and it's very very hazy. It's a very kind of like uh, peachish color mm-hmm. as well, uh, and it's. It actually doesn't have a smell. Smell doesn't have much of a scent. No, it doesn't. No. no, that's what I noticed when I first opened the can. So it's probably gonna slap me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm what gonna... she said. <laughs> <laughs> this is episode sixty-nine, by the way. Yeah, it is. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's give this a try. So um, I'm really loving these Whoa. New Zealand wow. hops. Whoa. They're like wow. in your face, and it. There's a little bitter. <laughs> There's a bit of a bitter aftertaste. Um, I really like it though. No, no. I, I like Am it. I no. drinking perfume? <laughs> like you know when you, when you're putting on perfume yes, and you taste and it, you, it gets yeah, in your and mouth. You accidentally yes. spray it into your mouth. Yes. This is what that tastes like. I could see like. that. Or, or could you, see that. you're I'm standing sorry. behind someone and they're doing the like the spray and walk through thing yeah. and you get a big old face full. Why do people do that? I don't know. That's horrible. Because it like spreads more or whatever. Yeah. I guess. Like Keep it to one spray, people. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's super integra- and It's the very more you, aggressive. The more you wait, the more it grabs your tongue. Yeah, like right now, I yeah. took the sip like long time ago already, 20, and, 30 seconds ago, and it's still, I, okay, I, I feel... She, she took the sip 2019, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have an lemon rind in my mouth. Yes. yes. There's a lot of sumo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, okay. I get so, it. Yes, and lemon. It's not lime. Lemon. Yeah, lemon. The really so, bitter one. Mm-hmm. The first taste I took, I just kind of like swallowed it, and I was just like, mm, no. And I just took a second sip. And I was just like, let me give this another try. Yeah. And that, this time I swirled it around a little bit, and I nope, that was a mistake. <laughs> that was swirled. a mistake. The taste is everywhere. It now. totally grabs your tongue for sure. But it is holding it hostage. <laughs> <laughs> it is holding it hostage. I enjoy this though. Mm-hmm. I'm really liking this. I like the, no, the I can, like the aggressive mine. flavor. Maybe you this can have mine. maybe this is the New Zealand hops that I am tasting. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm I'm really feeling this New Zealand. And hops. I've never had New Zealand hops before. Maybe yes, I no. don't know. But this is some aggressively strong, uh, very uh, z- lemon rind zesty type lingering aftertaste in my mouth and it completely overwhelms everything Mm -hmm. and listen i have grown to appreciate hops i've grown to appreciate ipas this i thought i was this (laughs) is too much like it it's this beer is the reason why people hate ipas good day mate (laughs) (laughs) um so but someone who loves ipas would i think i mean because obviously you like it would completely love it and it's not that 
I mean, I wouldn't say I love them. I definitely love some of them. Um, they were acquired taste. I've had to work my way up the craft beer chain. I started with wheats and worked my way. I'm still not a fan of porters and um, stouts, but that's just because I'm not a coffee drinker and that's what they remind me of. But this is so strong and Jen your description of having perfume in your mouth is like on point like right now <laughs> that's what I'm thinking just talking and moving my mouth after having drank it and air oxygen hitting my tongue is making that that yeah. sensation of having perfume in my mouth yeah see I don't get that and I hate tanger- tangerie for tangerie. that reason because it's that one tangerie tangerie that Gin? liqueur yeah that's my favorite Oh my god, oh, that tastes like freaking I that love like tangere. That that tastes like perfume. Tangere gin and tonic. Okay, so tangere yeah. is not even like top shelf. First no, of all, it's not. It's not. But like Hendrix is like really good. But I like tangere. <laughs> to me that tastes like perfume. Like oh, even during my, my my even during my wow. pre-gaming days, I could not drink that. My friend calls it my alcoholic drink. <laughs> Cuz I'll go to a bar and order gin and tonic and she's like what are you drinking <laughs> i'm like i love it i love no, that taste see, that to me is perfume this i like a mm-hmm. lot <laughs> i don't love it but i really like it i really do like i could definitely this is i would bring this to beer shirt just to be obnoxious i would totally do <laughs> oh, that. i was gonna say uh yeah for well i don't know for beer share you might find a lot of people who can appreciate it yeah, yeah. so our our beer um our beer rating system mm-hmm. is a five-point system, and one being flaccid, two initial, three a partial, four a full, five a rigid, and honestly, we do have a six out of five because there's always those ones that just call for a little bit more. Mm-hmm. That's a super saiyan, so a six out of five. So, Sarah, I'm going to let you start off positive with this one. Yeah, I, yeah. Lo- I love the bitterness of it. Um, I'm loving this New Zealand hops. I, I was really pleasantly surprised, and I like the aggressiveness about it. Blech. I really do. Um, I have no problem with the aftertaste <sighs> of my tongue being held hostage. I like that. <laughs> I really like that. I feel... I feel this is a full for me. Like a full. Yeah, and full. like I said, I would totally take this to be sure to be really super obnoxious and to kind of get what other people think about it. Got it. But I really love the can art as well. So for me, it's a full. The fact that they're giving uh, money away to charity is an extra. Mm-hmm. But yes, I'm loving this. Aww. Okay, so what was the rating that we said was below plus? <laughs> No, we created flash. We created to be the lowest level. <laughs> yes, oh, yes. Okay, yeah. got it. Got it. So, so really, guys, then, then no, this is a f- flaccid, but not on a regular size penis, but it's a micro penis. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! So, oh a flaccid micro penis. <laughs> that's you know what? That's uh, dude. I I don't get. That rating from I don't get it. Like so I don't. That's understand. like a negative. That's a zero. Yes, the negative one. Um, yeah. No, I, I honestly don't get why you guys are rating it so bad. But okay, Jen, it's your turn. <laughs> oh God, she's gonna, I'm gonna go. To... I'm gonna give it a flaccid because oh. I'm not gonna go to the degree that Kristen has <laughs> simply because I can still visually taste that one sour that just straight up tasted like vomit. Uh, <laughs> See, and I don't get it. For me, that Trejo one was way worse than this. Like, this isn't even bad no, for me. The, the Trejo one's biggest okay. crime was that it was disappointing. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. The biggest crime was that it tasted like every other okay. Mexican beer out there. It Got tasted it. like a Corona. Yeah. So, like, okay. you know what? I'm just like, all right, fine. You're just making... Uh, it, but we did say that it was a good, like, flex beer oh yes that's what it was yeah it was a flex beer yeah uh and and therefore it's forgiven of its crime i wouldn't be surprised if we found out that it just rebottled something like soul or (laughs) or something like that and just put his face on it oh sadness you're like you worked with the one of those companies and be like yeah just bottle this and put my name yeah so i that's that's what that's what that is that's that was just selling his brand that's what that was this is just it's i like I like the bottle art. The bottle, or the it's, can it's is charming. cute. Yes. It's charming. 
uh, and I would pick it up. And but that's 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 its biggest crime for me is how dare they make the uh, bottle this attractive and then the beer <laughs> this disgusting. So uh, it's it's gonna be uh, flaccid from me. Oh, um, I'm sorry, Sarah. That's I, okay. I like it. I'm gonna drink the rest of it. All right, go ahead. <laughs> I what's, really what's like the ABV it. for this. Um. Uh, we said... I think 6.4, Yep, think. it's 6.4. Man, yeah. not even a decent buzz. Jesus Christ, um, guys. <laughs> uh, now, now I'm just being a little nitpicky. And but. and I got this in Lancaster at uh, the Rikers Bottle... Um, I, I was going to say Bottle Logic, but um, in Pennsylvania. Oh. Uh, not uh, Yeah, Pennsylvania. And where I said they had wonderful customer service, so... Um, they didn't recommend this one. I actually just grabbed it because of the art, yeah, and because it was a local brewery. Oh um, yeah, so that's why I grabbed it. But I mm-hmm. highly enjoyed it. But I guess not everybody did. So <laughs> that is our beer review. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's time for our book review. What are we reviewing today? Today we are reviewing. A book called East Nana, The Were Spider. Now, let me just tell you, Uh Were Motherfucking Spider. (laughs) Like, when I read that, I was like, okay, a werewolf? (laughs) This book, like, somehow I wanted those words to be bigger. Uh, I don't know. Like, I was so into just the fact that this was a Were Spider. (laughs) I mean, like, I love cheesy shit like Sharknado or like <laughs> like I don't know like the the tarantula alligator or whatever like those stupid horror B-movie stuff yeah yeah so where spider was completely like like in my Realm. area of interest yeah <laughs> so what you thought was it was a werewolf spider uh I yes uh huh <laughs> but then what we figured out is uh, Jen and I said no where is kind of just saying a person that can that uh, can transform can, can transform yes. into the animal. So yes. where transformation? So imagine spider. my disappointment. Yeah. So yes, she's a little bit disappointed. Um, I got this book, and this is an actual the first trade paperback. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess what five issues or maybe four mm-hmm. um, from La- uh, Nerd Tino in Philly. And um, I interviewed the creator, which we will release mm-hmm. after this episode. Um, he was super nice. Yeah. And he was also part of the panel for the Kickstarter, starting oh, your Kickstarter. Uh-huh. Um, but I was like totally drawn by his shirt. He had like the Spider-Man, that one like that Eddie did, the Spider-Man cover. Okay. Oh, Amazing yeah. Fantasy 15. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like, he's Nana. Oh. Yeah, so it was like super cool. So that immediately drew drew me to uh-huh. his table. Mm-hmm. Beginning before they even started the Kickstarter, I was like, "Oh my god, that's such a cool shirt!" Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I got this book. Um, so if you can tell us a little bit about the book, Kristen, that's cool. Well. Uh, The back has a little short synopsis. And by the way, this is um, just to further my belief that this was a Were Spider book. um, It's actually published by Webway Comics. So uh, and they have a really cute little logo. I like it. So um, the description reads accidentally breaking a barrier between our world and theirs quote unquote the mother kingdom. Isnana, the son of Anansi, the Spider God of Stories accepts the responsibility for releasing creatures of horror into our world. Villains who will not hesitate to cause chaos and mayhem to achieve their own diabolical or selfish goals. With guidance from his father, Isnana not only strives to live up to his father's name, but also to realize his own potential while he seeks to discover his individuality and find his place in the world. That is, if he can survive an encounter with one of Anansi arch rivals Osebo the leopard a dangerous foe who seeks to be the legend remembered and not forgotten by any means necessary that is so cool and um describing a little bit about this was uh 
when I talked to him, he said that it was stories that he heard from his father oh. or his grandfather um, that they would tell these stories about Anansi the spider. And that's where he got kind of the idea uh-huh. to create these stories. And I think it's amazing, especially now that they had American Gods. Yes, and Anansi that's was exactly of, what I thought of. You know, yeah. when I was younger and I read about a little bit about Anansi, I almost always thought she was female. Okay. It wasn't until American Gods that I realized it was a male. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and because he's a spider, whenever the, he has children, he has many. Ah, so there's yeah. not only, it, it's not only it's Nana, there's several uh-huh. other brothers uh-huh. and sisters they yes. make reference to. Yes. So, um, I like to begin by saying I love the artwork. Yeah. Love, love, love the artwork. I love the pace of the story. It was super entertaining. And I learned a lot from like this folklore. So I really, really enjoyed it. I especially love the relationship that respect that Isdana has for Anansi. But and Anansi is kind of like it's so funny. It's like Jiminy Cricket on his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's kind of like that dialogue they have amongst each other, and um, and him trying to uh, kind of go through this plane of normal humans, this world uh, where he actually becomes a spider too. So there's a lot of. Um, transformation in his physique so i thought that was really amazing so i saw this cover mm-hmm. and we were talking about this on the way over here because i 100 percent agree and i was like sarah giving me some crappy ass book to read <laughs> 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 because the the over and above the Where Spider title. Yes. I looked at the cover and I was not enticed whatsoever. Okay. And I was like, okay, here we go. But oh my gosh, it was so good. And all the, I mean, even just the little description in the back, the writing was really yes. good. Yes. It was so good. The, I mean, some, some of the panels are a little bit wordy with a lot of um, exposition, but I honestly didn't mind it because I was, I this whole like, um, God lore like mm-hmm. all this kind of mythos type stuff. I really enjoy. Oh yeah, I really really like it a lot, and it was done so well, mm-hmm. so well. And I was the art is great. I really love the art, and I just noticed Joshua Cozine um, contributed to it. He is one of the um, main artists for Stranger Comics. Oh cool, mm-hmm. yeah. So. I was pleasantly surprised and like the story is amazing. Like I hope that they do continue to go and do more. And this also was kickstarted. There's a a big um, list of people in the back that helped to um, pledge and make this book possible. And it's just really um, a, a story that I think can continue in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like we've talked about before, like, um, you know how like there's a lot of like mythological kind of backstory on gods and stuff, but it's always like Greek gods or mm-hmm. like, you know, Odin or Thor and stuff like that and how we have always said, hey, we have some history too. We have like Mayans, Incas and, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, you know, even like Llorona, which is mm-hmm. like a folktale. Like there's a lot of history behind us, but you know, there's a lot of history there, too, where, like, um, I believe he, uh, he's from the Caribbean, the creator. Um, but there's a Nancy, which we have heard mm-hmm. from uh, about. Haitian-American. Yeah. Oh, Haitian-American. Mm-hmm. We have heard about a Nancy because uh, we read that book, I Married a Skull. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. The girl who married, married a skull. skull. Yeah. And so, but now we get to know more about the foes as well. So, Nanansi, Iznana, the, the son, and also the, was it the leopard? Um, I forgot his name, but the... Uh, Osebo. Osebo. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of, like, folk lore and folk tales that he can bring that up and use as part of like the the storyline as it continues Mm -hmm. so i'm really excited about this i love this book i love the pace of it i love the writing i love the art i love the paneling of the art Mm -hmm. like um so i i'm just like Mm -hmm. i really like the art of the prologue Yes, mm-hmm. it's it's a completely different style, mm-hmm. um, and I really like it. It's it's 
There's Softer. no. Yeah, I was gonna say there's no hard lines like mm-hmm. in the front uh, first half of the book. I mean, I, sometimes I don't really like that, but it really works here. I really like it a lot. It feels like reading a memory. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, it's a good way to describe it. So this is Jen, and I kind of wanted to let you guys, you two, talk about it because I have a lot of thoughts about this <laughs> book. And uh, like Kristen, I was tricked by this at first. I thought we were just going to read some terrible 90s interpretation uh, comic book as well. And of a premise, freaking wear spider. Yeah, of a wear spider. <laughs> it seemed, the idea seemed silly to me uh, until I read the back. And I was just like, all right, I can, I can see this. This is some Neil Gaiman level fucking writing, isn't yeah. it? The writing this, is amazing. I felt that it was just this so. Is what fantasy comics should be like. Mm-hmm. Yes, I love and that. I I cannot praise this guy enough because how he wrote everything, it was like I was reading Sandman all over again. Yes. Because it was it's it's so so good. The pacing, the storytelling, everything about this was so well executed. And I immediately fell in love with Isnana. Oh, and yes. And how, how kind he was. Exactly. So, um, I, re- I loved mythology a lot as a kid. And I still do uh, as well. I love mythology, fantasy, folklore. I took enough classes. I took all the classes that were offered at El Camino. And I would have taken all the classes that were offered at UCLA as well. And I almost did. But due to credits and stuff <laughs> like that and money as well, I could not. Uh, so I'm, Anansi is a trickster god. That's, and it, he captured it perfectly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, because uh, above all else, Anansi is... In uh, American Gods did a great job of this as too. In mm-hmm. uh, in in American Gods, I feel they captured him very very well as well. But he is imperfect. Yes, he is. Uh, he is to me. Ananti has always represented humanity, uh, and mm. at its finest and at its worst. Mm. Ananti is the storyteller, and he's and people like him and people hate him. And he's the he's the person that you know that you that you love to hate or that you hate to love. That is what Anansi represents, and he uh, and he did such a good job of portraying that, of portraying uh, a spider yeah. as fatherly yes. and yeah. as human. Yeah. Yes, and it was, and it's so so good. Mm-hmm. I wish, I wish that stories like this would have made it to mainstream comics because it's so well done. And it's such a perfect homage to Spider-Man as well. And yes. he yeah. to Spawn. In the Ford, he, they made... Uh, That's right, because he was Ford, in, the, uh-huh. in that uh, group chat. Yes. Yeah. He was on... Uh, Greg, the creator, was in the group chats, was an active part of those group chats, and how uh, he said how he... Even those those talks and those com- contributions uh, paved the way for how he... Uh, David Hine, who uh, wrote the forward, uh, wrote Spawn. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can really see that... Uh, Greg, I wouldn't, is his name, right? Yes. Greg Anderson Alsei. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce the last name yeah. but <laughs> that this is very much a passion project and you can see the love yeah of the comic book oh absolutely in that book and he says that he's been a lifetime fan but this is his first graphic novel mm-hmm. this is like this is mm-hmm. his first comic that he's and it's so well done yeah this is everything we have told people that they should do not only as fans as creators uh and as like just the you can see that there's real passion in this, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I felt that as I was reading it, because um, from the references to Spider-Man and how he was, uh, how how he was dressed as well, contributing to his um uh, to his culture and to his roots and what he is, mm-hmm. is Nana, is I I already love him. Mm-hmm. I yep. already I already love this character so so much. And it's it's really really good. I cannot recommend this book enough. Did you guys get the feeling? I mean, I have the feeling that um, um, that his dad might turn on him at some point. Oh, I have no doubt. <laughs> like, if, I you, feel if you like, know Anansi yeah, folktales, yeah. he will he will make some sort of deal or some sort of promise yes. or some put his son in some sort of mm-hmm. situation. Because <laughs> I mean, because we already see that like they're having a discussion in the other realm about mm. them not being there. 
So mm. I feel like something's going to happen. Like between the dad and his and his son. And uh, uh, yeah. Anansi and his Anansi Anna. and his nana. Yeah. And it's uh, But I agree with you 100%. This is mm-hmm. this is Neil Gaiman level shit. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> and so and uh like this is a uh, like it's it does a good job of viewing into a culture uh without um, um without being not, I don't want to say preachy, but without overwhelming the reader. Right, exactly. Uh, it, yeah, we, without being very over- overwhelming. Yes. He's letting the story and the art yes. take, mm-hmm. uh, tell tell the story for him. It's such, it's great storytelling is what this book is, mm-hmm. which is very apt yeah. for what it is. Um, uh, and just the artwork for it as well. That scene where Osebo is possessing the Yes. Man, yeah. I, it yes. Was so it was so well done mm-hmm. and it was so visceral yeah. as well. It was it was so good. And it's um and the sheer the, the dissonance between his nana who can transform his own shape and then just possession mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. as well. It's I thought it was a great contrast. And then how that is resolved as well. Yeah. And the fact that he's not as uh, he's trying to find his own self as well, trying to identify himself away from his brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and it, how he knows how his father is imperfect, but he still wants his attention. Yeah, absolutely. As well, I thought that was amazing. I thought that was great. Or even the fact that his dad is telling him how to do things, mm-hmm. but he chooses to do things his own way yeah. yes. because he has a different set of morality, mm-hmm. a different mm-hmm. set of, of beliefs or, you know, what he wants to accomplish as a crime fighter. Mm-hmm. So I I feel that you get a real sense of how he wants to make his dad proud, but at the same time wants to do things mm-hmm. the way he wants to do them in the sense that it would actually... Uh, work out for everybody in the end mm-hmm. not just vanquishing evil mm-hmm. which i thought was amazing i i was kind of kind of gripping my my chair saying oh my god what's gonna happen yeah. <laughs> until i read until i read i'm like oh my god you're so cool i love you i want to know more of this because this has such great potential mm-hmm. in everything about it the setup the prologue uh yeah. even the opening for it as well how mm-hmm. it was opened with like uh with with uh there's a I took a lot of like folklore mythology classes and stuff like that. And there's a way that uh, most oral stories are told usually via a joke. Mm, and so mm-hmm. that was when he opened with that. I was just like, OK, I I, I think I'm going to enjoy this yeah. book a lot. And so it's just uh, it, it was really good. And then there, there were certain points in the book that did make me laugh. That were yeah. very well done. So it's got great comedic timing. It's got great art. It's got great storytelling and a great setup as well. Mm-hmm. And it's this is like peak creator owned content mm-hmm. is what I think this is. Yeah. So I guess le chamos un muchísimas flores. So uh, are we ready to rate the book? Um, yes, I believe we are. I just want to make um, note that, as Jen mentioned, that Gregory uh, Anderson Alisi Alice um, is Haitian American, um, and so this is a book that we are continuing to highlight um, for Black History Month. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, it says that um he uh he is a writer and filmmaker model and teacher and he runs a column on outhousers.com named heard it through the great great vine where he showcases independent creators of color and lgbtq creators mm-hmm. oh wow yes. i didn't even know that mm-hmm. and east nana the where spider like jen said is his first comic great first shot I love it (laughs) so um, and Joshua the dude who uh, works for Stranger he actually lettered it and designed it oh nice nice. yeah the logo and everything that's pretty cool Mm -hmm. so uh, 
that's just a little bit of um, history about the creator before we rate the book. So, yes, Sarah, since you were the person who procured the book, this was also from Nertino? Yes, it okay. was. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> and like I said before, he was in the panel for how to run a successful mm-hmm. Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he was a very informative. I He had other books on his table, but this is number one. So I wanted to... Yes. Oh, he had other ones. Yes. Okay. So, um, but yeah, I will definitely be posting up the interview. I was able to locate it on my SD card that runs an error every time I put it in my phone. <laughs> but I was really nervous that I thought I'd lost the interview. Um, but I'm going to give this book um, uh, tres conchas and a cup of champurrado because it's amazing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if I can give it three more conchas, I would. So that would be six. <laughs> six conchas for me, Sarah. So this is Kristen, and like I said, I did not think I was going to like this book at all just based on the cover, but I loved it. I was so engrossed in the story, and that, for as many comic books as I read, um, you would think that that would happen more often than it actually <laughs> does, but um, I was so into this story, and it was so um, just... Uh, amazingly done um, and I would highly recommend it to everybody and I can't wait for more of this these characters in this story so I also will give it three conchas and a cup of champurrado mm-hmm. this is Jen and if you hadn't already guessed <laughs> I love this book I'm getting it tres conchas champurrado the panaderia the empanadas everything <laughs> it is it's a really good read and oh, if I... you like mythology and if you like uh, Sandman, this is a good, 100% should be up there. You know what? I forgot a la, pa- la panaderia. So, yes, I will change my <laughs> to la panaderia as well. <laughs> so that was our book rating, guys. High marks all around. All right, guys, it's time for On My Radar. And today on my radar, guys, this is Sarah, I have Compton, Hub City, or Compton, the city of Compton, which is called Hub City, may have... Compton is called Hub City? Yeah. I had no idea. Neither did I. (laughs) Gardena's called the city of freeways. Really? Yeah. Oh, Oh, funny. I didn't know that. Well, now we know. I don't know why Hub City. I should look into it. But anyway, Compton Hub City may have their very first comic convention. Ooh, that's awesome. I know. I'm so excited because it's a city where I live in. Yay. Uh, This event is being organized by the Compton Artist Alliance as a proposal from Marcus Newsom, creator of Lightning Strike. Marcus was born and raised in Compton, and he recently attended the Long Beach Comics Expo in January. Uh, the location is still yet to be determined, but the date is set for June 20th. That's on a Saturday. If you're, inter- if you're interested in tabling or volunteering, be sure to follow them at, at Compton Artist Alliance. Nice. Uh, looks to be a fantastic event. There's gonna they're gonna include cosplay contests, activities for the kids, an artist alley, on-site T-shirt printing, panels, a film screening room, Ooh. and also, which is really cool, uh, bar, um, like barber arts. So like they're gonna have huh. people on-site doing like because barbery. I yeah. guess, is a form of art. Yeah. So I, I'm actually excited because I want to actually volunteer my head so that they can shave <laughs> some kind of... That's awesome. Some kind of, like, geek yeah. thing on there, like maybe the Death Star or something, like something cool like that. So it's really, really, really exciting. Hopefully it comes into fruition. Um, they had their first meeting a couple of days ago, and they're talking over a lot of information, and I'm going to volunteer a lot of oh, cool. um, information. Uh, hopefully we can have a table there if you guys aren't busy. That'd be great. When is it again? Yeah. Uh, June 20th. That's my birthday. Oh, we could celebrate there. <laughs> oh no, she's gonna go to the Disney Disneyland. I think. Oh no, not this year. I'm too poor for Disneyland Aww. now. 
<laughs> but I'm really excited about this. Um, it looks to be like it's going to be at Compton College, but we're not sure. Um, but I'm very excited. They're going to have food Ooh, trucks. Nice. And yeah. so uh, hopefully they can make it a free event. I don't know. But keep it on your radar. Make sure you have this because it's going to be a lot of activities for kids. And hopefully you guys can cosplay and come on down. So that's what's on my radar. <gasps> that's awesome. All right, time for Juntos y Fuertes. Kristen, what do you have for us today? So today I have for you on Juntos y Fuertes is a book called Race to the Sun. And it is a book written by native New Mexican um, with a popular superhero Navajo folklore book. So she, wow. that's, she, that's what she wrote. So um, the main character in a new fantasy book is one that we don't see a lot these days. And the superhero story is set in New Mexico. Race to the Sun is the name of the book. And the main character is a young Native American girl. Local author Rebecca Roanhorse is a black indigenous writer from the O.K. Owinja, I think I'm probably mispronouncing that, Pueblo. She said the world needs more characters like this and she wants kids to know that writing their own stories matter. So um, her quote, she's quoted as saying, with Marvel, Star Wars and all these things, they there's never really any Native American characters. But Race to the Sun is something she hopes changes the faces of those blockbuster movies and comics. So Roan Horse enjoys teaching kids how to develop their narratives because she believes it's time the world hears and reads what Native American kids have to say. This is something that she's wanted to give to Native American kids so that they could see themselves in stories. Her book is about a seventh grade girl and her brother. With the help of various Navajo gods disguised as relatives, they must stay one step ahead of a shape-shifting monster. You can buy Race to the Sun anywhere books are sold or online and it was originally published in January of 2020. So um, you can find it at your local bookstore or um, anywhere online that sells books. Um, and again, the book is Race to the Sun by Rebecca Roanhorse. That's super amazing. Do they say <clears throat> where is she local to? Just New Mexico? New Mexico. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. mm-hmm. Because I was thinking maybe she could do a signing at Heidi Ho. That would be so, <laughs> so I can meet her and read her book. Yeah. Um, but that's super amazing. And I can't wait to read that book. All right, guys, that brings us to the end of episode 69. 69, <laughs> dinner for two, sauce on the side. <laughs> Where can they find us, girls? So you can always find us on Instagram at Comadresy Comics and on Facebook at Comic Comadres. And you can find us on Twitter and slide into our DMs <laughs> <laughs> at Comic Comadres. Or you can email us directly at comadrecomics at gmail.com and follow us on our Snapchat where we like to post up all the events we attend and all the cool people we meet. So this has been episode 69. We have been your hosts. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jen. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.